Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the Family School of Thought. Hello, Jeff. hello. <laughs> Say hello, everybody. Uh, Jess, tell us about yes. for the day. Mental floss, amazing facts of the day. So today's amazing fact, did you guys know that from 1976 to 1987, there were no red M&Ms? Yes. Except for the special Christmas ones, the Christmas candies. I remember that. I don't remember exactly the years, but I remember when they got rid of red because of the dye because it was causing cancer. Well, and I think it, the dye makes uh, kids a hyper. It's the red dye that did. Well, something. it was it was the red dye was cancer causing. Yeah, that's why they got rid of it. They brought it back when they figured out a new formula that didn't cause cancer. It didn't include all those facts, but there you go. Okay. Hey, what was your? I think, there's... I think I know more than that. Floss calendar. Yeah, yeah, mental floss. But uh, yeah, so. No red M&M's. But even I, until recent years, there were blue M&M's. I remember when blue became a new color. Right. Right. I lived that's, through all this stuff, so that's why I remember. Are you older than M&M's? Yes. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. 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 It looks a little um wet. And chilly there, where you're at. Yeah, it's been raining all day today. Um, I went to work and it rained all day. I heard forecasts that we were going to have severe thunderstorms. Had, on the way home, we Odin and I saw a couple of lightning strikes that were pretty big. But other than that, it wasn't a couple of rumbles of thunder. And then that was it. Matt said that it, it uh, was a pretty bad thunderstorm today, though. It rained really to. hard here. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't have a thunderstorm. I mean, there was yeah. no thunder until you went home. That's what I thought, too. But yeah, I said it, it had a pretty bad thunderstorm. So I don't know. I have no idea. Well, Maybe Matt just heard what we heard. Cass, yeah, how about that? How's it out there? Mm, kind of gloomy. Gloomy? Well, what's the temperature? It's cold here. There's, but we're supposed to get, huh? 60 degrees. Oh, that's nice. We're supposed to get snow on Saturday. Thank God we're leaving tomorrow. Yay for you guys. I wonder what's the temperature in Florida? Uh, it is 81. Nice. We'll be sitting around the pool drinking margaritas tomorrow. Yep. Absolutely. Cass, do you have a song for us? Okay, so I was looking it up. So why we wait for Cassie too? M and M's originated in the United States in 1941. So I don't think you guys are older than not quite, but there you go. And who invented M and M's? I don't know, but I'm I'm looking at Wikipedia just right now. They've been selling in 
over a hundred countries since 2003. Wow. M&Ms are delicious. The Mars, the Mars Incorporated is the creator of M&Ms. Right. Oh. Huh. Yep, 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 yep. Don't you remember us going to Chicago and I had to go find yellow M&Ms because I was getting them for one of the daycare kids? Nope. Yep, we did. We went all on over. Cass, let's hear the song. Yeah, we're going like full 90s right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me take a guess, though. This is about people dying young and never getting old. No. 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 So this is actually about an old couple. Um. So the Ooh. song was released in 1998. Uh, and it became a summer hit, making the band Fastball uh, a known name in the 90s, late 90s. Um, it's called The Way by Fastball. Uh, and their bassist, Tony Scalazzo, Scalazzo uh, heard a story about a couple on the news um, from Salado, Texas. Um, they, Aaliyah and Raymond Howard, had went to a festival about 10 minutes from their house and were never seen from again. Uh, she what? Suffered from, oh. She suffered from Alzheimer's and he had just had brain surgery. Um, and most of the news articles were about like, maybe they just took off and, you know, where they went on a road trip, went somewhere. Um, and as they were like finishing up writing this song, um, they basically found the couple. Um, it was 13 days after they had gone missing. They were 400 miles away from where they had last been seen. Uh, they were dead Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, they were found dead in their car, 400 miles away. Um, the best guess, oh. the guess was that they forgot where they were going, um, got lost, and just were trying to drive home and couldn't find it. Um, Oh, that's so sad. They actually, they think that, so they veered off the car, or they veered their car off the road, and they were actually hidden in, like, a, like, bushy area, so that's why they weren't found for a long time, uh, for the 13 days. Um, so, yeah, the song was actually supposed to be more of, like, happy and upbeat, which is why you hear the, like, upbeat tempo, um, because the news articles were basically saying, like, they had just decided that they were going to take this one last trip, and, you know spend some time together but in reality a lot of people think that they probably didn't know where they were at oh that's so sad that is womp 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 all right well all right well good song good with song. a bad story yeah good. you said it was a good story did you cast <laughs> I never would have thought all these songs you come up with. I would have never thought that's what they were written about. But the more you dig in, the well. more you find. All right. Okay, Denise. Huh? Are up this week? I am. You are. Uh oh. Well, think of something really good to talk to us about. I I, no, I got yeah. Okay. So listen to me. 
Um, wow, you got it good. <laughs> okay. I am doing mine on Centoya Brown Long. Does anybody know who she is? No. No. Okay. Well, she was uh, accused of murder and burglary, but she was born on January the 29th in 1988 to a woman who drank a fifth of vodka while she was pregnant and her, her mother, her aunt, her uncle, and her grandma pretty much had problems, you know. Alcohol mm -hmm. problems? Well, they were crazy. Psychiatric problems, I think, too. But um, mental health problems. Yes, mental health. Centoya was taken away and then adopted by a family when she was 18 months old. And um, she lived a good life. She uh, did very well in school, but um, apparently, she felt like an outcast um, and assumed then bullied, but um, she went along with school and and um, and dropped out and um, ran away. And at 16, on August the 7th of 2004, she shot and killed Johnny Michael Allen in his home. And um, where that came from was she was uh, a runaway and uh, she had uh, hooked up with a, a man and his name was uh, McLaughlin and he was assumed her boyfriend which was an older guy but in reality he was her pimp and so she became a prostitute and um they were at a hotel in tennessee and that's where she lived and was raised but um he was gothlin was well known on the streets and as cutthroat and so he told her that she needed to go out and make some money so she went out to the sonic in tennessee and michael i mean johnny michael allen approached her in a sonic's drive through and um he had uh asked her her if um she wanted any action um and so um he, she went home with or she usually of course says that she went to hotels but he went <clears throat> to his home so they went to his home and um when they were there at his home she um got nervous and frightened because he kept showing her all of his guns and um, said that he was a well-known and he was uh, 
he was a real estate agent and a youth pastor and a Sunday school teacher. And he started a homeless shelter or ministry at a Baptist church that um, that he, uh, he approached or that he went to. And, um, and so he, when he approached her, he was telling her all of this stuff. And so I don't really know if he was trying to pick her up as a prostitute. It never did say, because it doesn't say too much about him other than um, this. And in her story, it's she said that he approached her and asked her if she wanted some action or she was looking for action. And so he took her to his house and, and um, she got really nervous or she said she got very nervous and um, thought that he was reaching for one of his guns. So she grabbed a gun out of her purse and shot him in the back of the head. And so um, she stole his billfold and his truck and left his truck in at a Walmart and went back to the hotel with the guns and his money. And, you know, hearsay or, you know, what people say um, that, you know, because she acted as a prostitute, that she had to take her pimp back stuff to prove that she had she was bringing back money and, you know, whatever, what, what have you. But um, the, it was said by other, when people were interviewed at he, uh, Johnny frequently uh, visited a restaurant and the waitresses would argue and fight on who was going to wait on him because they all said that they creep he creeped them all out. So you know you don't you got two stories, but you know the prosecution said that she was a prostitute, and her attorneys were fighting that because of her. Um, So I have a question though. She's 16. She's being charged for murder. And the question is if she was a prostitute or not, there's no question on a sex trafficking. You have a teenager no, that's no, a sex, she, being sex trafficked. Right. But you know, she was accused and, and because she had run away, she was a 16 year old runaway. So the prosecutors prosecution um, charged her with, you know, murder because that's what she was out doing what she was doing. And, um, but her defense lawyers were trying to say that because of the situation that she was in when she was, you know, before she was born, um, it's a well-known fact that if a person does drugs or alcohol she was considered an alcohol addicted baby and with the syndromes it affects your cognitive 
Um, yeah, you're kind of because it feels it. Yeah. So it, it, you know, with the um, cognitive behaviors, it has lack of attention, selective attention, long-term memory, logical thinking, reasoning, um, and uh, uh, things like for regular a lot of, people, a lot of symptoms and yeah, outside world it may be incomplete and it's resulting in gaps in the learning and mood, um, mood anxiety disorders and it's well known fact that that's what happens with you know right. being that's a lot of the things you know, for a long time that women they drink alcohol when they're pregnant or have a problem with it it causes um, the baby to have a lack of consequences. Yes, so yes. They don't understand consequences. And right. A, right, a lot of it is the similar symptoms to ADHD or they're dealing with past trauma, so like a PTSD type of right. situation, so even if they're too young to know was, what that is. Her defense was that because of that, her mother being alcoholic when she was pregnant, she didn't understand consequences of no, no, that's what the that, that's what her process. That's what her thing. Right. Yeah, she she readily admits that she killed him in self defense. Right. Because she right. thought, you know, a sixteen year old kid goes to somebody's home right. and normally doesn't do that. Um, and she, there's a bunch of guns around. Right. You're, you're a little scared. And, and she said that the way he acted, it scared her and made her very nervous. But mm -hmm. you know, in some of the pictures, if you go on to um, if you go on to different shows, um, I have a whole list of things that you know how she discusses it. But um, I'll get into that. Um, but why she was in prison, she fought for release, and um, and because. Her, you know, attorneys, she was 16. They tried, you know, saying that she was a runaway. Um, and uh, when she was in prison, she had met um, her now, now husband. And um, he had uh, wrote her letters in prison. And mm -hmm. he had said that he was told to write her letters and he wrote a letter to her and then something else told him to take the letter out and burn the edges of the letter so he she, he took the letter out and burned the edges of the letter and then put it back in the envelope and mailed it to her and so when she got that mail she opened this letter and she thought hmm this is you know, this is interesting. So she read the letter and um, and so they were they corresponded back and forth for like four months. And I mean, why she was in prison and four months after they had um, started writing together, he went to visit her in prison for the first time. And he said right then and there, um, she was going to be his wife. So, what back to the burning edges of the paper? What, what's that? How's that play out? What is that about? I don't. 
know. I mean, he just said that God told him to burn the edges around that thing. He's he's very religious, and um, and he was told, you know, he was just following what what somebody had said or with his intuition. Yeah. Um, told him to burn the edges of the paper, and so she did. I mean, and. If maybe if he didn't, she wouldn't have corresponded back to him. Oh, so I don't, right. That's what I was thinking. Like it was a way for her to like pick it out from the rest. Right, right. And um, you know, they they do say that God uh, answers prayers, and she said that she prayed daily. Um, she read the Bible. Um, she uh, went to she while she was in prison. She. Uh, got her uh, bachelor's degree and um, finished schooling and wait she got did she get her GED and then her bachelor's degree? Yes okay yeah but she she ended up going to school and, and finishing schooling and um, she she became very religious reading the Bible and said that um, she prayed daily and that she um, learned that prayers do get answered but maybe not in the way that you think that they're going to be but they you know most most prayers do get answered and was she so, sure she is an adult i'm sorry yes she was well yes. they were they wanted to prosecute her as a um juvenile so then they she went to juvenile and then um because of the the actions that she did they ended up uh, charging her with um, as an adult. So she went to prison and not into juvenile, juvenile court. She was sentenced to um, 51 years at, or to life. So it was 51 years. And when she was in there, um, she uh, the movement of all of the stars. All the celebrities, um, you know, uh, about the um, sex, sex trafficking and all of that right. stuff came about. And so her story was put on Netflix without her. I mean, it was, uh, there's so many things that somebody one of the uh, attorney's friends or something had uh put it on tv and it was a netflix uh documentary and she had she didn't have anything to do with that she didn't even know she was you know as surprised as everybody else but um her thought in that was um that she hopes that with that release the, the documentary come out in um, April of 2020, and she said that um, she hopes that part of this um, film highlights, she said she's praised that people will get um, the highlights of this where the wrong justice the, how wrong the justice system is. But um, 
they had released a different document. Somebody else had released a, a different doc documentary back before this. And, um, but the whole purpose of this, she, uh, Rihanna, uh, Kim Kardashian, T.I. Snoop Dogg, um, uh, Lebanon Jane. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. I, I knew I, if I looked at the word, I would say it wrong. LeBron James. Um, they all were, um, I guess, upset because she was only 16. So yeah. why didn't they think of sex trafficking and all this that stuff? my first thought. Okay. And a 43-year-old man right. picks her up. Um, why didn't, why did you know, why was it said that? But the, to this day, his family and um, the police officer that handled the case um, deni denied her the clemency. They did not want her to get clemency. But um, Governor Haslam, Haslam, the governor down in Tennessee, he received letters phone calls, and it flooded his office for um, Centoya mm -hmm. to get clemency. Mm -hmm. um, was she on so, death row? No. No, she wasn't on death row, but she was just in there for Serving life. life in prison. She was in life for prison for killing. Right. But they didn't consider, you know, sex trafficking, but when all of these when the Me Too act come out and right, that big right. blow up come about, you know, they are looking at um, young girls that are prostitutes as right. sex traffickers, not as prostitutes. And, yeah, they're, and now they're, they're looking at it in a different form. In a different view. That's, yeah. And that's what I was thinking too, because one, this is a 16 year old and she's getting picked up by so it, the uh johnny allen is 43 years old so yes that's a, that's a huge thing well one that's like you know that's a child sexual misconduct well, kind of situation but wasn't he a youth pastor too i was gonna say too yes yeah that's right. really yeah. he was a youth pastor. pastor he was the funny thing is and see, that's why his family was a prostitute. All of his, all of his family was saying he wasn't prostituting her. He wasn't prostituting her. He was trying to help her, but he was willing to pay her hundred and fifty dollars. He offered to pay her a hundred. Well, then why did and she come back? With why wouldn't he just take her out to dinner or something and give her hundred and fifty bucks and be done with place. it? Exactly. Why would he take her? Why yeah. would he take her back to his house? Yes. So did this, they have? Did they have sex at her his house? Well, it was one of the things it was said that they did not have sex. So then you kind of think, okay, if they didn't have sex, maybe he fell asleep and did she really shoot him in the back of the head? You know, there's just so many ifs. You're you only hear on her side of the story. And I, also, I feel a, for her. I really do. I yeah. feel bad because she was a mixed up kid, but she come from a very good adoptive family and to this day she's very in good standings with her adoptive parents um but she really messed up big time um and she was but, you know 
and the adolescence years are, you know, are very trying and she just felt that she didn't fit in anywhere. She didn't feel loved. Um, so she went to the streets and ended up meeting this um, McGaffle and, you know, it went from, yeah, bad, from became, really she became bad. a sex worker, which is not, you know, when you have a pimp, it's not like you're doing it to you know, like, because you want to, you know, right. and that's something too, well, as a 16 year old, she's probably being told you need to go home with so many people or collect so much money per night. And well, and the thing is, is it didn't start like that. He was her boyfriend. And so she trusted well, him. She thought, okay, he was his boyfriend. I, you know, it didn't say how old he was, but she trusted him. She thought he was really her boyfriend. You know, a 16 year old law, a 16 year old anything about love. You know, if somebody's going to love you at 16, you're going to take anything you get. But, um, and it, like I say, it's, it's really sad. Um, what happened to him in this ordeal? Um, he got killed. No, the boyfriend, the pimp. He the got pimp. killed. Somebody killed him. So she oh. feels that if she would have been with him, she would have got killed too. Because that's a good chance. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, and they don't, they don't, it, it wasn't said how he got killed or, and she doesn't know how he got killed, but he ended up dead. But, um, and because, he was well known on the roads, on the streets as cutthroat. So I don't know if he was a drug dealer, if he was just a pimp. But um, at first, he became her boyfriend, and then um, later in the relationship, he said, "Hey, you need to do some part in our relationship. You need to make money." But my so whole thing, though, too, is the pimp. With you know, with pimps, like let's think about it. They look for those yes. runaway girls. Mm -hmm. Right. And oh yeah, I'll love you. I'll give you shelter. And as long they, as you do this. They, yes. Right, exactly. Yes. And they just, you know, they they train them and so, uh Yeah, she fell into yeah, that. So she fell into the wrong gap and uh yeah, groomed them. Yeah. In March of 2018, the governor of Tennessee um gave gave her parole and she went in, in um, to a parole board. They held a, um, a hearing on the clemency to move um, for her. And it was a move that only 2% of the Tennessee applicants see, but she, um, he gave her, uh, he granted her clemency on November, um, the tw November 21st of 2017, um, it went viral and the high patrol uh, because of all of the people and um, he ended up giving her parole um, Hold on, got it everywhere. Maybe that was it, the, it in 2017. So she's out of jail now. So she was released from jail um, on August. No, 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 no. On April 29th of 2020, she was released. No, that was when the documentary was released. I got it here. Hold on. Yeah. 
Where did I put it? Mom translator. Beep, boop, beep, yeah. boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. How do, Andy? did it say how long she was prostituting before she met the Vic? That's what I was. Because like, yeah. if it was like her second time, like obviously she's going to be nervous, you know, or like. Right. And as a 16 year old, you go back to somebody's house for her. I mean, you I don't know, know about prostituting. You know, I don't have firsthand no. knowledge, but usually they go to a right. They usually, and she said that she usually went to hotels because that was asked in. It didn't, it didn't say how how many people that she had been with, but um, it did say that normally she would go to a hotel, mm -hmm. and um, it made her nervous that they were going to his house, and then just the way that he acted and and then like i said when he was at the restaurant the waitresses said that um he they freaked him they freaked them out he they was out. you know always hitting on all of the young girls and so so she mm, has people you know, to cooperate with um, her story that he wasn't just a nice pastor You're breaking up. I miss. I yeah. miss. Uh, I think she. What she said was that there's there's a lot of history that he's not a yeah, this people to nice Christian collaborate. pastor. Yes. 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 Yeah. Right. Some people are, and then his family's. You know, other people are saying. You know, you've got two sides of the story. But I I found the thing um, on January seventh of two thousand nineteen. The governor commuted uh, um, 10 years. She was she only served 15 years and then 10 years of parole, supervised parole. So when she got out of prison, um, she married Jamie Long and, um, and she was 32 and he was 34. And they married um, April the 29th of 2020. And um, so she's still on parole right now. Yes. She's still serving that 10 year parole because she she's, was born in 1988. Yes. How many kids do they have? None. Oh. None. Right now she is, um, she is really working on um, doing um, numerous interviews. She's uh, working on a, mem a memoir about her story and it's her, her own story about what what had happened and it was published by um atria arteria Adera books i don't know i've never heard of them but um the title is free centoria my search for redemption in american prison and so um, she does a lot of interviews. Um, she's really um, pushing. So she's kind of become a public speaker about she her. She has become a public speaker. And then um, her, her and Jamie um, funded, founded a nonprofit organization under the name JFAM. And it's uh, well known as justice freedom and mercy and it's a, a five in quotations c 
three organization which aims to empower individuals who are at risk in exploitation or on criminal justice. And she's already helped quite a few of her roommates. Like when she was in prison, she um, really worked with a lot of the people and and when she got her degree in college, she worked with uh, a lot of the people about, because there were so many girls that were in for the same situation that she was, prostitution and and, and robbery. But um, there- Probably because most of the men that were in charge of her sentencing didn't think anything was wrong with it. Exactly. The they year old was being pimped out. Yeah, exactly. They think- you know, when you hear prostitution, she, you know, she ran away. She put she put herself in in her own life. I mean, this is the life that she made for herself, whether uh -huh. it's from a good family or not. The prosecution and all the men that were um, working the case. They did. But if this was in the opposite role and it was a 16-year-old boy that ran away, they would be well. They were trying to find themselves. They're 16. They had need. They needed room to grow. They didn't know what was right and wrong. Right. They're only 16, but a female is supposed to be more mature than than a 16 year old male. What I'm especially it, it's just, think of the case of that. Uh, gosh, like in the 80s or 90s, that teacher who had sex with a yes, student, right. and got pregnant. Yes. He was the victim in that story, and she was the perpetrator. You know, like not that I'm saying that's right. right. She was, right. she was the perpetrator, but right. just right, in yeah, context, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's such an opposite reaction. Yeah. Well, and those who end up getting married, yeah, they did, yeah, and yeah, had kids, and then, but that's happened a lot, even mm -hmm. even closer to home than you think. Where, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but um, what did she think of the documentary that Netflix did on it? What, did she agree with it? Did she think they had it wrong or right or? No, she she says like she like I said she was she's praying that people get um how the justice system is really bad and the so she which, was, I mean she was happy with the Netflix. She thought they she was portrayed okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's so many different movies um, and on PBS, um, there's uh, a talk show with PBS and it says me facing um, life. Um, then on today, it's fighting for freedom. She talks about all these different um, things why she was in prison or I mean once once she got out she's done so many talk shows and if you go back and watch them all it it tells you you know more of her story and how injustice I think that she was I think she had a, a very injustice trial because of the fact that she was just a kid I mean and, and if you go back and look at how young she was, it it's just, it's sad. Her adopted mother, her mother that adopted her. She um, calls her her mom. She's very, you know, she's. Yeah. Are they close now? They don't, they, yes. And they don't, she doesn't, she doesn't call her an adopted mom. And if somebody says adopted mom, she says, that's my mom. Right, right, I mean, right, right. Right. 
but when she ran away from home was her mother you know actually very supportive for her no very supportive um her mom and dad both they were very supportive kept saying come home come home um but you know she felt that she wasn't loved it, it's back to her cognitive thinking right. rational you know she she didn't feel loved um she she felt that she was being injustice by her parents because all teenagers do but because of the her brain wires didn't connect and um she made different decisions than maybe somebody that ha wasn't in the same situation that she was in but um there there's so many different shows that you could watch one was on redemption one was meeting um her husband while in pr prison and and healing and more than one was um on the daily show with trevor nora um it's free centoria and then leave, living her dream after prison um then there was a, a document or i mean democracy now and see some of these shows i've never heard of because i don't really watch tv that much but um so i didn't watch all of these because um it would take me three months to finish watching all these but one was and and the democracy now was sentenced to life in prison as a teen and how she survived sex trafficking and won freedom. So she realizes now when, when she was 16, she didn't realize that sex trafficking was a thing. You know, you you don't you don't know that you're being right, sex trafficked. Right. You right. right. You're just thinking you're pleasing your boyfriend. Right. But, you're being groomed. That's the whole point of yeah. Right. That's back right. in the, uh, probably late 90s early 2000s early 2000s when, when it happened yeah, yeah this was un yeah. untaught it was not yeah. talked about unfortunately exactly. i feel like until recent years with the larry nassar's scandal yeah. yes i don't yeah. think yeah i don't think the the sex trafficking and you know like the sex sexual misconduct was really talked about in the open as much it is not as it children. is now right. exactly. so it's just right especially yeah not for children and, yeah. and and i think that that's what she's saying you know i mean now it's it's being brought to everybody's attention male women female right. children that the sex trafficking and um sexual assaults by um men right. and and women too i mean it's not just right yeah i mean it does go both ways yeah, yeah. it's women predators um but then there was a jesus calling and so that must be a religious channel and it's finding um true freedom and faith and she is very religious now and her husband is very religious and he was jamie was married at one one time um and i guess his ex-wife um came at her and said you know that he did things and you know it it was just they said that you know it was revenge or you know and i guess it's found that it wasn't true mm. but um i like i said I, I didn't really look into a lot of the other things i was just majoring on the facts about her criminal justice and her injustice as a, a as a force as, as a poor 16 year old child mm -hmm. yeah right. and um then i know um 
on November or October 30th of 2019. It has all the dates. Um, it, it's a show now this, and it's um, turned her injustice into power of action. And so she's really come a long way and learned a lot why she was in prison to fight for her justice and fight for her freedom and fight for everything that and she- I'm sure use her story to help other girls. And yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Other Open yeah. conversations so other girls don't have to go through this. Yes, yes. Right. And so right. she, you know, and uh, her book is out. So um, I thought, well, I'm gonna go to the library and try seeing if um, they have that book and I'd like to see what, so you know, what, what it's all about because I watched some of the documentaries yeah. And um, it is on Amazon. I see it. I'm looking at it right of, now. Right, and a lot of them are saying that you know, it, a lot. It's the prosecutions and the psychiatrists that she had seen. Um, they gave her pictures, and everything was a battle. It was a fight. It was um, uh, anger. Uh, you, you know, he was showing her pictures of a family hugging each other, and she was saying that. Um, that girl was being forced to hug him. And mm -hmm. I mean, just just her view on life in general, on all these pictures that the psychiatrist was showing her, her answers were just so far-fetched. I mean, but mm -hmm. it's what she thought. It, it, it's how her brain functions. And so it's it's really sad. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just yeah, feel... Yeah, she wrote the book. Um, she co-wrote it. Okay, it looked yeah. like with a, sure. you know, like an actual I author. I yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, she, it looks like she co-wrote it with. Um, let me see. With well, uh, Bethany McGee. Okay. Yes. Yes. I guess oh, I did. No, but I'm sorry. That's that's wrong. I that's it was small letters. Bethany Mauger. Hmm. Okay. But the um, author. But it was published by um, Arteria Books. Or oh, you did say that, right? Arteria. Yeah, but she, yeah, yeah. She, but she she wrote the it book. Was but it was her with, and it was yeah. her wording. She was the one, yeah. and she wrote everything down. And she wrote this book, and then um, yeah, the I'm sure the author kind of just put it all together yeah. and yes, made it cohesive, you know, formatted it into yeah, right. So, and I think she explains so much, you know, uh, probably about all of the um, interviews that she's had over the year, you know, actually it's only been a couple of years because she had her first interview in 2011 and um, her last interview was 2020. And it was, uh, there was one with, um, T.I. Tiny and then Friends and Family Hassile. Okay. Oh, there's, you know, and then one, another one was um, Free at Last, and it was the Expedite Loving Podcast. See, I didn't, there was, a, there was a lot of them I didn't watch, but they might be interesting to, for some of the other people to watch and learn her story and even you know okay the expeditiously podcast i'm not yeah. I, i'm looking at that i'm just looking at stuff 
I I don't know for sure, but it looks like it's Ti who is yeah. a singer. Like oh, the um, is that yeah. is that a, yeah early two thousand. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm just looking at how it's spelled. Yeah, is it is Ti Snoop is Ti Snoop Dogg? No. Is that one no. guy or is Ti? No. No. no, no, yeah, no. Ti Snoop Dogg is, Dog is one. Of... Right, that that's what I thought because it says Ti and then it said Snoop Dogg. But yeah. um, those were all the people that were fighting for her mm -hmm. um, to be, to get clemency. Yeah. And I just really think that once that, um, she probably still would be in prison if it wasn't for the sex trafficking. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, what, I think too, it sounds the, like the, you know, the, that Me Too movement Yes. Because the Larry when when did the Larry Nasser case happen? In 2018, 2017? I mean, that was that was what kind of really motivated that Me Too movement to go forward. Or it seems like at least um from my recollection of it, it it's you know, like those kind of went hand in hand together. And mm -hmm. a lot of things came forward during that Me Too movement where especially women were coming forward and saying, Hey, this happened. Yeah, 30 right. years ago and I've been I didn't want to talk about it I was ashamed about it and that's what you know like I think that's kind of what motivated this and then celebrities when they they hear the story they get behind it and I you know they they kind of push that agenda but that's what it sounds like to me I mean that was my initial reaction she's well, 16 years yeah. old and being pimped out to a 43 year old that doesn't seem well, right to me right so you know yeah. that's what I'm saying those so and that Me Too movement, it really changed the um, perspective of how they old men can't just do yeah. it without any consequences. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then when, and that's that, you know, like, obviously you shouldn't shoot and kill somebody, but, you know, she wouldn't have been put into that position if she wouldn't have been sex right. trafficked. Right. So, I, mean, I yeah. know we've talked about this many times, but like Bill Cosby, right. his behavior, that, went on for years and years and everybody knew it yeah. everybody right knew right exactly it, but he had enough power you know being who he was and enough you know people behind him that they just kept sweep, sweeping everything under the rug well, right. well and i think everybody a lot of it too is years and years yeah right and i think a okay. lot of it though is we've lived in this culture of blaming the victim right. mm -hmm. um uh, yes. especially when it becomes when it's a female victim yeah. but I remember being in school and being told hey you have this specific teacher you should not be wearing short skirts or you know like your cheerleading uniform if you're wearing to school make sure you put a pair of pants on when you go to that class yeah and, yeah you know, like sad. looking back and instead of that was instead you know, of you know getting rid of that teacher yeah we have to fear our children right. what our girls right, right. And that's something that, like, at, at that age, was that a male you know, teacher? I, yes, yeah, it was a male and teacher. He's still, and he's still teaching. Okay, don't say that. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, this was a long time ago. He was an older teacher, but this was something that you know, like, it, well, we they had another. This. They had another teacher than when Cassie was in school, and you had to really watch out for him. And they kept that's, moving. You know, but that's, you know, like, that's something, too. Like, I remember being told that and thinking, oh, yeah, like, I guess as a girl, I got to be careful of this kind of stuff rather than thinking, 
like, no, we're girls. We should be able to wear whatever we want, which I think we're in that, we're getting to that point where it's not about what you wear. It's not about, you know, how you're dressing or whatever. It's, you know, if, well, I, if a boy is dressed, to a point, I think it is. I mean, yeah, girl, no, it's not. By no, your friends I didn't think or by so. other teachers or who told you that? Uh, by an adult female. I, I don't want to get too specific on things, but yeah. by an adult, adult female. female that was in a authority position? Yes. That's not crazy. in the district, but yes. Kind That's of. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, okay. We can we can okay. have this conversation off, ah, off yeah, yeah. Uh, when it's because I don't want to get too too specific on no, anything. No, I'm not but, asking to investigate but, that situation, but I'm just. But saying. I just I think I mean I have a problem with schools that they have these specific dress codes. Yeah. That females can't wear spaghetti straps because shoulders are too distracting to men yes. or to the boys. Well, guess what? You know, like. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. If you can't, if you get distracted and turned it's, on by my shoulder, we got all yeah, issues. we got problems. But the thing is, is but the thing is, is boys can wear um, tank tops. Yeah, boys yes. can wear that, but oh. girls are expected to not be distracted by well, that. You know, and I, really, girls aren't because we're not idiots when it comes down to that. Yeah. Well, um, I remember I used to get in a lot of trouble. I I always wore like sh- like shoulder cut out shirts i don't know if you remember guys remember that but i had like yeah, a couple shoulder shirts, shirts. yeah they like had just yeah. open shoulders like i was fully covered other than my shoulder tops and i got in trouble yeah. multiple times by multiple teachers and this was a, we went to school in the middle of a cornfield where a bunch of our male right. you know classmates were farmers who wore cutoffs they like literally their shirt just, was cut off into their stomach and like cut off Yes, like exactly. you could see yeah. literally their whole abdomen because it literally was just their the entire right. side of their shirt was cut yeah. off, and that was okay. There was like an inch of fabric at the very bottom. Year old, right. yeah, the pimply shoulders were distracting to these people. To male yes. teachers, right. well, like I, I won't say like the male teachers, but those were most of the time who stopped me in the hallway and said, "You need right. to get a jacket on." I'm like, it my shoulder, my shoulders, dude. Right. But you had short sleeves on. I was fully covered. I mean, like it was literally just right. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, and that's what we're saying. Or you know, like girls are not allowed to wear. I I I don't know because I don't know what the dress code is in a high school level anymore. It's still the same. You like when I was weren't allowed. Well, and we weren't allowed to wear crop tops because you can't show your stomach. But then guys are allowed to walk around with no shirt on and, you know. It's just their jersey um, that barely goes to the abdomen. Athletic shirts yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, yeah, the football players had these, like, crop top jerseys. shirts. What, like, what? Okay. Yeah, like, it, does, it doesn't make sense. And, like, I don't know. I don't get the whole – I don't know. But it's just – the sexualization of women's body Young is women. in the uh, you know it's just yeah it's just it's yes. wrong into and i mean just looking at too like especially when i was growing up there were so many young or like my age kind of celebrities there were countdowns until they turned 18 yes. because men were so excited for them to be legal for them yes. which is that's well, creepy that's have super you been creepy. watching um phoenix rising Yes, I no. This is the story of um, Evelyn, Wo- Evan, um, Rachel, Rachel Wood. Oh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Well, and that's another. She's another one too. That you know, she was a child 
celebrity and groomed and yeah that's a whole not even that's a whole thing too made her do adult roles right, when exactly, she was 16 right. years old right right exactly and that's what's in it's the same as like megan fox too yeah, i feel like megan yes. fox uh she's a little uh, to me like a little out there but, but she was playing adult roles when she was like 15 years old right yeah. and being the sex you know and that's something too like I, we talked about the oc yesterday i don't know if it was on on when we were recording or not but you know, Misha Barton was only 16, 17 when they first started filming the OC back in 2003. And she was doing sex But scenes. her love interest in the shows, and yeah, her love interest in the show, her, well, she had a couple boyfriends and kind of thing, the teen drama, but they were all in their 20s. So she's on camera kissing, making out, and having these sex scenes as a 16-year-old with a, you know, they're probably 22, not 23. too much older, but like 23, wow. 24 that's a huge thing yeah, yeah. Evan said she was 13 in the movie going at right yeah movie. she was right. 14 and she was 13 and making out with a 23 year old yes but right where do you think her mother her parents were divorced her mother wasn't there i mean his father wasn't there not sure. that that's a good thing but where what responsibility do you think she had in that i mean some but that's it yeah i mean i think that's something too where at the same time, you can't. I think some of the parents, I mean, when I, I think, mean, too, I mean. Mother knew she was 13 and the guy was 23 and they're right. making a movie about right. having, right. you know, sex. So. But that's what, yeah, so, like, to me, like, I wouldn't want that for my, my, my kid, you know, like, I don't have a daughter, but I wouldn't want that for my child, even boy or girl. Yeah. But that is, but the thing, though, too, is, like, it's that one thing where, like, well, well, that's Hollywood. Yeah, I was that's, just going to you know, say that. happens in Hollywood. She, she was raised know, but... like that. She was raised in the movie theaters watching yeah, she's... all of the actors oh. and her, you know, she went into the role and and performed. So she, you know, I mean, she but that's grew up in, too... in the movie industry. Yeah. So, But that's something that, it, yeah, it, that's something though too that you got to look, and I can't think of her name, the actress, she played in the black Excellent. Not Mila Kunis. Um, or not Natalie. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I knew I could Natalie Portman. She played a prostitute in like one of her first movies when she was like 15 years old. Yeah, she was younger than that. So she it's like it, I just she was it oh, was in the professional movie. Yeah, so and she was 12 years old. A lot, yeah. a lot of female. Yeah. So hold just, on, hold on, hold on. Natalie Portman played uh, in the professional she was 12 years old and she did she was an orphan you're thinking of uh the um gosh what's her name um jodie foster in the right. um yeah you're yes, thinking of yes, jodie foster yeah yes. yes. i was, was also like, I was 15 12 yes. yes so yeah but yes but yeah you're right i was thinking natalie portman in professional but yes you're right i yeah but that's where it's like we. I think we've just had this long-standing history but of in, in the defense. Of, this, oh, not, I'm not defending anybody, but uh, Jodie Foster when she played a prostitute in Taxi Driver, mm -hmm. there was not actual. They weren't making a scene of her having sex. No, it no. Was, she probably was. <laughs> she probably wasn't even realizing what she was playing. Probably, but this. Girl, um, Evan, 
was mm-hmm. 13, literally making out with a 22 year old. Yeah. So she was I'm, right. I mean, obviously, it's not you know I mean? a big well, it's obviously not a big difference, but she was 14. The movie was called 13. So it the movie is specifically about 13-year-old girls who are doing really, really, like, adult things and thinking they're very mature and, right. you know, the, like, consequences yeah, of these actions. Um, it's a really good film. Right, um, right. It's a, like, very 2000s Yeah, it film. is. It's like, the sad thing is, is all like of these cult kids watching these like, yeah. young girls doing these things it makes them want to do them too because they idolize these stars well, doing well yeah. this film, you know and it that's, very much that's... it shows you the consequences of their actions it's not a yeah. bright and shiny movie it is yeah. very much a dark film and i think in the like in a sort of defense of her parents or her mom and evan in this you know sense is that mm-hmm. she probably just thought like i'm gonna do this one role that's very it probably was very you know edgy but also like it's going to teach like i said it's not a bright and shiny movie it's very much a a, a teaching moment kind of thing mm-hmm. and so she's probably like i'll just do this movie uh, and then that's probably like the like edgiest movie i'll do but instead hollywood was like wow she's great in this role as as this young adult who's over her we've head. made her and we so can they, make her they, into a sex star typecasted well, yeah. her string of movies down that same well, she, they typecasted her and, and she i will say yes. any movie role she could get. I can say well, this. I can tell you. Teenage girls. Yeah. It's all about looking provocative and sexy. And the parents are stupid. For, yeah. You know no. what I mean? So it's a fight with the parents. It's also I mean, about, you, you girls are straight. No, but I, you weren't thinking that at 13. I can tell you that. I think i was trying to be sexy i think i was trying to be fashionable yeah and in the early so 2000s that right. was what was fashionable was crop tops and right. cut shorts right and right so it's it's hard to be a female because you're supposed to basically what you're seeing in the fashion now yeah. is what was fashionable back in the early 2000s but, you know it's hard but i also think too that you know when you're watching young more young young stars yes. wearing what they're wearing on tv idolize them yes yeah Yes. Right. You but I also think who you it see. needs to be more of a conversation on, you know, it shouldn't be this hush hush right. thing. Mom, I was just telling you the other day, we need to be talking about things in health classes with our yes. kids yes. more than what the, yes. what is being talked about because, you know, like there's things that, you know, girls don't realize that they have a vagina and a urethra. They don't yeah. realize that there's two holes down there, you know, which is so sad. That you know, people don't know their own body, right? right. But you know, well, just yeah. it's just... just like I said, this creates conversations where now you can yeah analyze this. But I'm I'm saying as a father who's raised teenage girls, it's not as easy as you think it is. No, I don't think it. Well, I'm sure we were precious or... little angels. Yeah, I don't know. What you're I don't about. think we were anything bad. And there's I mean, a fine, look at this halo. There's a fine line when your parents yeah. are telling you beauty is pain and you need to look good and when you're seeing <laughs> fashionable you yeah. have to be fashionable so yes yeah. you know it's yeah. it's a line that you want you don't think we should cross but also you're telling us we need to be at that line right okay. right it is it's it's a it's that fine line but i also think that it's like as a 13 year old kid or you know 16 year old or whatever especially as a female because i mean obviously we're females but like 
for, or, you know, besides you, Dad, but like we're Kathy and I yeah. are females talk about this, but you know, like there was that, you know, like, oh, like you can't wear this because guys will look at you. Well, okay. Why are they looking yeah. at me? Because I don't really care. Right. So, you know, it's like, and then it's like, you know, like no matter what, your body is being sexualized by other people. And, and it should not be. Without, it should no, not it shouldn't. Yeah. No. Without your permission. But they say, the thing is, is the girls look and see the same way as the boys do. But you know what is a good movie it's about this? It's a distraction this? for the boys, but it's not a distraction for the girls. If some guy come walking through yeah. with an a nice bod and you don't think I'm going to look? No, but I'm going to look. So why shouldn't it be the same? I mean, it should be the same for... So you would be distracted. Yes, sure. I would. Okay, yes. good. Okay. That's, yeah. But so there's a good there's a good movie on Netflix. I can't remember when it came out. I think Amy Poehler was the director of it, but it's called Moxie. Have you guys seen it? And it's about high school girls and one of the things that stood out to me was there was two girls basically wearing the exact same like spaghetti strap shirt. One had bigger boobs than the other one. And she was told to cover up because she was showing too much collarbone. Mm-hmm. And she questioned like, why am I getting dress coded when so-and-so is wearing the exact same top, but she's not considered showing too much collarbone because she's a, you know, a cup and I'm a D cup mm-hmm. you know and that's not fair to these young girls either but she got sent home home and got in the school and it's a good movie I think it's a pretty good movie. I think it would be a good movie for any young teenage girl or and boys I think too because it shows you know young men and and women what should where where people should be held accountable and what they should be able to to wear and not wear. Yeah. And I think the government shouldn't rule our bodies. No. I think that all kids just wear a uniform to school, and then we don't have to worry about what they're going to wear. That too, but you you know, look at all the you know what is the stereotypical private girl you know they have that little plaid skirt, Britney Spears outfit, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would still get the baby one more time. I'm sure they would still yeah. find a way to get these girls in trouble. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just. You got three feminist girls with you, Dad, or women with you, Dad. I so, hear that. You know. But I just think that we need to um, work on our. How we raise girls and that um you know sex trafficking is a big issue and it needs to be well and i uh, think too it's with boys and girls and you know all, all young kids yes it's, I think it, it, I mean, it's not just that, girls being well, sex trafficking yeah. it's boys too so. times are changing because of right and things, because are, things can't be swept under the rug no right no, no. And that's good. I mean, it's a good thing, but, you know, kids need to be aware. Um, Well, and I think a lot of it, too, is parents don't want to have conversations with their kids or like in the the older generations. Parents didn't want to have those awkward conversations with their kids. 
and then their kids are trying to figure it out on their own yeah. right. and, and sometimes finding YouTube it out girl. the wrong way and that's actually right. something and you two girls I, I mean even when you guys were in school it was really hard because they offered sex education mm -hmm. but parents didn't want their kids to know about sex right exactly and that's something too that Kids should be learning about sex. I don't think you could say that we were ever. Um, no. And you should. But I know that I no. took sex ed classes. So I don't know. Did you guys have to sign a permission slip for me to do that? Because I know I took. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I know I took. See, and I don't remember ever classes. taking one in the school. But I, you know, they, they said that they were only going to go over certain things. And if we were offended by it, then you weren't, oh, you, you couldn't, you didn't have to go. Oh, yeah. I felt like it was pretty, well, I don't think it was like super informational. It was like early 2000s informational. Like it was, it got a gist, right. you know, yeah. I, I wasn't confused by anything that I was seeing kind of thing. I felt like it was informative. Right, right. And, and I think... It was health class. I mean, we were always so open, but like I think sex ed class. Yeah, and that's what class. I had. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I do think you and my, dad, you and mom were both very open. We had open conversations through our whole life, mm -hmm. you know, right. but I mean, Cassie was born when I was seven or eight. So it's, you know, we had the birds and the bees talk pretty early on, oh. you know, but, she, but, just, but I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think too that it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I think and I think now parents like my age or, you know, especially the Cassie's age, younger generations, they're starting to realize it's easier to have an open conversation. I think easier all around. Yeah, in yeah. your if you're married to somebody or in any kind of relationship, you need to be having open, open conversations, conversations with yes. those people people because you know it may be awkward it may be a difficult conversation and but, kids don't want to you know, always hear it from their parents right. but it, it should be well known just like telling a child that about their body part don't don't right. petticoat yes. it tell yeah. them what their parts on yeah, their they body have are. realistic yeah. conversations yes. they actually right. they've talked right. about that but in like science that like you're not supposed to you're not supposed to give them cutesy names because it can hurt the child because right. then they're not right. they don't know how to them. like right. yeah. well right. even like well, sexual assault situations they're right. like saying like they're touching this and they're not saying the right word and so no one knows what they're talking about right 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 you know like somebody right. calls it something a cookie yes. and yes. a kid saying well my yeah. dad's talking to you know playing with my cookie and you know right. oh yeah you right. can have cookies yes. well it didn't click yes. if they were saying right. vagina yes. or penis or yes. um yeah. your boobs or breast or chest right you know i mean it's it, an instant it, red flag there then then yes right but, you know back right. then uh, you know sexual abuse was so bad mm -hmm. i mean people didn't know they were being sexually abused because people well, again, weren't the you know internet and all the that's going to bring all that up in the open so people can't abuse their children and sweep it under right. the rug. right right it's out Right, right. Yeah. Right. Right. But but you two girls, I will guarantee you, I'm gonna have this conversation again with you when you have a 13, 14 year old daughter at home and see how easy you thought it would be. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. I'm just saying um, you know, it's not easy for the thirteen year old because, either. Right. It's well, not I think easy we all for know. us either. 
you know, it's hard. No, no, it's not. And like, like my talk subject today, I mean, I felt like she was not loved or she felt that. Right. And, and, but I think all kids at that age are going through kind of similar things because your hormones and your body is changing. There's a chemical imbalance that, that is a scientific reason why you're acting crazy. What the same as a pregnant woman. This girl, when she got adopted to the, her adopted family. 18 months. Said 18 months. Okay. So and her she, mother she came into the, the picture time. when she got in trouble when she was 16. And um, she realized that her mother only came around and in some of her documentaries or some of the, her uh, interviews, she had said that her mother only came around when she wanted publicity. She yeah. was never there. How about this though? Her adopted mother yeah. family, uh, they raised her from 18 months old. When did they start having trouble with her? Um, I guess when she was 12. 12. Because that's when she ran away the first time and her mom kept begging her to come back. But um, she did very well in school and then she started um, getting bad grades and she was getting in fights at school. Um, she her parents? It didn't say. It, it didn't were say. They, I guess if my question I was asking, were they very strict? Were they lenient? Right. Were they trying to be understanding? Or, I, mean, I, where think were that, they I think I do... I think I vaguely remember in some of the conversation that the, her, that she had said that her parents were strict, but you know, or she felt that they were strict at that time. When you're 12 years old, you think your mom and dad are so mean mm-hmm. that right, right. you know they're they're out of your. Did she have siblings at home? You know they, that was never talked about. Um, I think that she might have been the only child, but they really didn't go. They didn't go into her family, family life. So that's what I'm saying. I would like to read her book to see what right. she says about so maybe in her younger years. years. There were like other siblings there. And, right. You know, yeah, right. I think when there are other siblings there, well, now you have some accountability, what you're doing, because it's affecting right. Right. You know. And was her parents, both parents, both had careers i mean her par- her mother was a teacher her mother was a teacher well, and i don't well, think she, she I spent don't a lot of time at home by herself i i don't know yeah. i'm i'm assuming not because her mother was a teacher so i'm assuming that she had the same hours as her mother okay and um, i'm sure that she went to the same school as her mother well, it'd be interesting when you read the book find out like how active she was in school did she play sports or mm-hmm. she you know or was she just kind of left to go home by herself and figure things out? Well, and I th- and she did say that she felt like she was bullied. So I don't know why she was bullied. Um, her mother was a teacher, so she shouldn't have been. But well, you know, that doesn't, well, mean, that doesn't mean anything. And especially right. for an she could have been bullied kid. because her mom yeah. was. Yeah, right. And she I don't know. Because I don't know if she was, was an elementary teacher or if she was a high school teacher. Um, I was just—I just know that she was a teacher. Do you so girls, maybe? Did you feel like people were being bullied when you went to school? Yes. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I think all yeah. kids. Yeah. 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 I don't remember ever seeing that when I was going to school. 
All I, I remember, you know, like I know too. Anybody it, picked on one person or made that whatever. I think there was it's just all the teenage drama. Yeah. Uh, jealousy and or I mean at least when I was in school where there was rumors that were passed around about me and you know, it's just I don't know. Like for me, it's like, okay, if you want to believe it, fine. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't care what your opinion is about me. And I think that was something too that you guys raised us to just like not care about what other people thought about us, just be ourselves kind of thing. Right. But well, I don't know, think I, I, I never thought well, I don't care you should think I don't care, but to me, well, no, like, I know, but somebody like, was yeah, gonna was bully like, me. I would like. Well, yes, it, yeah, like I wouldn't. And for me, like, you can pull the person, but you just ignore it because of the fact that, right? You know, it, it's not going to do any good because they're going to continue. But I taught you, girl, all right. three of you guys, um, to respect people, to be a friend to everybody, but don't take any crap from anybody well, either. I right. I think um, we try to teach all of you kids. Problems are going to happen. You got to learn how to work them through. Yes, you have to right. deal with them. Oh, but, but the thing you, though, too, is, right. but you guys were never bullied, bullied. But no, I don't. But I also think no, no, I don't remember anybody really being like. And I don't know. I mean, I feel bad saying that because we went to such a small school, but I don't remember any real issues where like somebody was like really bullied to the point. Actually, I do. I don't remember the kid's name. And he was older than me, but this was in when I was in high what? school, and I remember him being teased and bullied because he was gay. And I think he was like the first person in our the history of the school district, you know, that or whatever that came out yeah, as first gay. And he was to be gay. I can tell you that. Well, I'm sure he wasn't the first one to be gay. Oh, that came out. The first one that openly. he was openly gay yeah. about it, and it was like. He was he was not shy about being he wasn't flamboyant but he was not shy about talking about it and he wasn't shy about saying no I'm gay I'm attracted to men and I remember he ended up having to leave the school okay. he went he moved away because I think he was he wasn't like beat up or in, as far as I know he wasn't beat up but I know he was teased a lot and picked on yeah. and that kind of stuff but and there um, were other than yeah and there were kids that were in your school that were bullied because um. Quite a few kids committed suicide in both of your guys' grades. There was a couple of that was. Okay. I don't know if that was because of bullying. That though. was not because of bullying. The, like the few people that I do know of, that was way after, way after, and yeah. one of them was a very popular person to begin with, and he was not bullied at all. Um, yeah. No, I know. I who you're thinking yeah, of, and I the, was the there was a couple people, but. Um, Really, I think there's only one while I was in high school that committed suicide, and that was, um, I don't think that was a bullying situation. You don't think so? Okay. No. Mm -mm. Okay, guys, I'm going to, I think we should wrap this up for this week. Yeah. Okay. So I hope, I, I hope everybody got something out of my, my thing. It yes. did. Very good job. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wish I would have, uh, I, I, you know, I wish I would have really gotten into it beforehand, but, you know, because there's probably so much more to see and do. Well, that's the problem, too, with our podcast. There's always so much, so much. more, but you'll have a limited amount of time to, to be able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So, but, Well, I mean, yeah, we could talk about it, but yeah. I didn't get all the facts. Well, and so yeah. uh, I look 
I guess next week's going to be me. Yes. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. And goodbye. Make sure you like, um, subscribe, like, follow, subscribe, like, follow, and subscribe, and, and comment. Yes. At the family school of thought at gmail.com. Be part of our crazy family. Yes. There yeah. you go. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. See you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.